Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome back to Macabre London's Abhorrent Advent Calendar. As you'll be aware if you've already joined me for the past 20 episodes, I'm counting down the days until Christmas, but not in the usual joyful way you may expect. Instead, I'll be telling you 24 gruesome stories until we hit Christmas Day, when you'll receive a full-length episode of Macabre London as your hideous Christmas present from me to you. Under door number 20, we learned the terrifying legend of Hans Trapp, the cannibal scarecrow, and how he may have just been a real person. Today, under door number 21, as today is midwinter, it would be remiss of me to not set the yule log burning and to bid farewell to the long nights of winter, so we'll be doing just that and meeting a poor fellow who by the end of the evening will be saying farewell to more than just the darkness. Get ready to meet the Lord of Misrule. <laughs> the Christmas we celebrate today is quite different to the old festivals of the days of yore. The celebrations over the festive period are much tamer now than they used to be, even just a few hundred years ago. Before people started adding children into the mix and making the Yuletide period about the little darlings, the celebrations held in December were strictly for grown-ups. During the festival of the Feast of Fools, a Lord of Misrule would be appointed in order to make sure the festivities were enacted with as much revelry as could be fitted into the day and the surrounding weeks. 
Seen as the Great Leveller, the Feast of Fools would see people, regardless of their social standing, joining together to throw an almighty party. To make things fair, and to make sure the same person wasn't appointed year after year, the Lord was assigned via a public draw, where people of a lower class put their name down to be picked. During the Tudor period, there was also an addition to the festival, as a boy bishop would be appointed to mock the very much grown-up bishop, levelling the imbalance the congregation would have throughout the rest of the year. The boy bishop saw criticism from King Henry VIII, and as such the practice was drawn to a close, as disobeying the king usually ended up with losing your head. But during Mary I's reign, it was reinstated, much to the general public's delight, and then when Mary's sister, Elizabeth I, took the throne, she once again disbanded the drunken fun-time church-ridiculing festival, and the revelries were calmed down a little. However, the Lord was allowed to continue with his shenanigans. With the festivities spanning from Halloween through to Candlemas on the 2nd of February, the Lord of Misrule would crop up in several places across London in particular. If a household was well-to-do, then they would appoint their own personal Lord of Misrule, usually from their own staff, to keep the household entertained during the long dark winter, making sure spirits were kept high, and with the servants being allowed to mingle with their bosses, this meant that morale was kept in check, and happy, warm and well-cared-for servants are less likely to steal or poison your food. The origins of the Lord of Misrule are thought to go back to the celebration of Saturnalia, a festival held as early as 400 AD, where children would be given gifts, people would go door-to-door demanding presents by singing and generally causing a nuisance of themselves. Sound familiar? Sounds a bit like Christmas, doesn't it? Even back in the Roman times, the festival was already deemed as being too commercialised, so I can only imagine how outraged they'd be if they could see the Christmas of today. However, the lord that was picked to head the celebrations for Saturnalia would be in for more trouble than the later lords of the Tudor period. The lord during Saturnalia would be crowned and he was allowed to be the false king of the month-long celebrations, which celebrated midwinter, receiving everything his heart desired and getting to decree what his not-so-loyal subjects would get up to. The festivities would see some very bad behaviour carried out with everything from visiting brothels through to drinking plenty of wine, a few trips to see plays, which was a very lowbrow thing to do, and even dressing in drag, which was thought to be the worst thing a man could do. But luckily for the Romans, the festivities would eventually draw to a close on the 24th of December, and things would calm down again but not before that year's Lord of Misrule would have to pay for his sins. To make sure the god Saturn was appeased and to atone for all the debauchery, the Lord of Misrule would be executed as a sacrifice, which would then make up for all the bad behaviour. You may think that the Lord didn't know what he'd signed up to when he accepted the position, but in fact, the terms and conditions weren't hidden at the bottom of the page, but made very clear. The sacrifice was so little of a surprise that often the Lord would gleefully skip to the altar before they took their own life by stabbing themselves, slitting their own throat, or they'd happily jump from a tree with a noose tied around their neck. 
some lords were a little more reluctant when the time came, and instead would be dragged to the altar and sacrificed upon it with a ritual slicing of their throat. Fast forward to the 17th century in England, and the Lord of Misrule had also died a death, but this time more of a metaphorical one than a physical one. The church and the rise of the Puritans meant that the fun, unruly pastimes of the midwinter celebrations had now been banned, and as such, the Lord petered out into obsolation. So tonight, when you're lying in bed, spare a thought for all the Lords of Misrule that have gone before, and even though they eventually had to either hand back the power, or worse, sacrifice themselves, they sure had a good time in the process. Have a wonderfully debauched winter solstice, everyone, and remember to make sure you raise a glass to the Lord of Misrule. Thank you for joining me for door number 21 of the Macabre London Abhorrent Advent Calendar. What do you think about the Lord of Misrule? Would you go for the job? Let me know in the comments below or on my social media if you're listening to the podcast. I'll be back tomorrow with door number 22, so make sure you join me then. Please like, comment, rate, review, share and subscribe on whatever platform you're enjoying this on and come and say hi on my social media. And don't forget to tell your friends if you think they'd enjoy the advent calendar. If you'd like to help support the show, then you can do so by signing up to my Patreon, buying a gift from the Amazon wishlist, or making a one-off donation via the ACAST supporter link. The links for all of these are in the show notes and the description. And a huge thanks to anyone that signed up to be a patron, bought a gift from the Amazon wishlist, and also given a donation. It all means so much, and thank you. Thanks for joining me, I've been Nikki Drews, and I'll see you for door number 22 tomorrow. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.